0: If you have the desire to write, draw, paint, perform, speak or act, right now it might feel like a hobby or something that you used to do, but I want you to uncover that creative gift and bring it back to life. This is about honouring your creativity, making space for it in your life and overcoming resistance to creating. If you're ready to unlock your own creativity to find ultimate soul restoration and life transformation, you're in the right place. I'm your girl. Grab your pen or your paints. Let's go. You want to spend time writing or drawing or sewing, but there's so much distraction, whether it be physical clutter or thoughts that keep popping up and stopping you from sitting your butt down to honour your creativity. You have the best intentions, but life is just flying by so quickly that finding your creative time seems impossible. Well, today's guest is going to show you what is possible. She's a minimalist mum of three and a coach who specializes in intentional living. Yes. She is passionate about empowering women to simplify, slow down and show up for their lives on purpose. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know I have two mentorship sessions available for the month of May. This is for you if you're stuck in your creative flow. You really want that poem or that first draft written. You want the manuscript in your hand and you're ready to plan it in and finally put pen to paper. I would love to be your mentor through this process. I have been a writer for over a decade, both in my career and my personal life. I've finished a few manuscripts and I know what it's like to get stuck on content creation. But the best part is you don't have to stay there. I want to help you get free from all the what ifs and the what should I's and the what should I writes and the how do I get started and all of the other questions that are spinning through your brain. And I want you to get to work. Let me hold your hand through this process so you can stop thinking about it and start creating. Email me at hello at creative.com. And we'll get it set up for you. I can't wait to work with you. My guest today is the host of the Simple on Purpose podcast, Shauna Scaife. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I found you through your podcast, Simple on Purpose. I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit about the podcast, what
1: you do, and maybe you could start with waffles. Yes, I do love waffles. They're a big part of my life and uh, usually a big part of my breakfast life, though now I'm gluten free mostly. So waffles are harder to come by, but still a priority. (laughs) So I am Shauna. I'm a mom of three in Canada. Um, I had a previous career career as a health inspector. And then when my second child was born, um, I left that career and I turned to blogging, which turned into life coaching and podcasting. And Simple On Purpose is about simplifying your life. And it really started with simplifying your home and living on purpose, like living with purpose, with intent, because I found as I decluttered my home about six years ago, it was just like this thing I realized, oh, I'm allowed to do this. So I just started going through the basement and going through everything. And I was really brought face to face with how complacent I had been and was really struck with this drive to to take control and to start you know, living my life on purpose. So that's what Simple On Purpose is about. And I coach other moms who want to have this kind of peace and purpose and passion for their actual lives.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so beautiful. And I feel like particularly after 2020, there are probably a few more moms kind of reconsidering where they've come from and Mm -hmm. what's next for them. Were there any moments in the path that led you to where you are now that you can kind of pinpoint, oh, that was a really key moment where I realized that things needed to change or did it just kind of all come together over time?
1: Yeah, it was probably a a slow decline (laughs) to where I was. And at the time when I decided to declutter my home and I was just looking at all these boxes of all the stuff we'd moved over the province that we live in, I was just realizing I let everything pile up. I let my marriage really go on autopilot. It was very complacent. I was parenting from a place of default instead of intention, just very stressed and anxious all the time. And just being there in that basement was just this moment where I was like, I just let this all happen at me. I'm not, I haven't taken control. And it was a really humbling moment, but also really empowering that, well, if I got myself here, I can get myself out of it complacency needs action. And I'm the one who can do the action. And that's really became my word for the whole year was action. And it felt uncomfortable and it was hard because I had just not lived like that for so long. So really that kind of started pushing me into more and more areas where I found myself wanting to do something, wanting to take action.
0: Some of the things I hear from women I work with are that, you know, They've hit the wall, you know, they're exhausted and Mm -hmm. things like I'm juggling my career, could be parenting, homeschooling, organising everything, all the activities of my family members, cleaning, fitting in, exercise. They're also trying to squeeze in time for their creative outlet, trying to eat well and I'm just trying to get a good night's sleep, you know, so Mm -hmm. yeah. what are your tips for how we move from exhaustion to simplicity?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the big mental hurdles is looking at exhaustion as I'm actually doing too much because I think we look at exhaustion as a sign that I'm actually, I'm doing it wrong. So it's like, I'm exhausted. What am I doing wrong? Versus I'm exhausted because I'm doing it all because it just makes sense. It's like being mad that all of this stuff we have won't fit into one cupboard and we just think we need a new cupboard, (laughs) but really we just need to do less stuff and put less demands on ourselves. And I don't mean to just like throw a house cleaning out the window or throw exercise. Like it's a matter of prioritizing. And I think that's why we have a problem with it. We have a problem with choosing, deciding what's a priority. And I think when we think about exhaustion, it's not really – a time issue or a personal issue like what you don't have enough motivation or you need to have better energy. Like we think mm-hmm. it's a personal flaw that we're exhausted versus looking at it and saying, I'm I'm choosing to put too much on this plate instead of taking ownership of what I put on today. I can't do all of the things in one day, but I can do some of it today. And Starting to pace yourself, I think, is a really helpful way of looking at priorities. It's not going to be like this forever. We have seasons of life. Maybe there's something I do a lot today that I don't do tomorrow. No like, I think of my child eating throughout the week and they don't eat healthy every single day. But one day, one of my kids just ate like a whole bunch of lettuce one day, and the next he ate chips, and the next he ate chicken. And I'm like, okay, let's just spread it out. It's going to be fine.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> you know and it's it's so important there to distinguish you made that really beautiful distinction between feeling exhausted because we feel like we're doing it wrong and feeling exhausted because we actually have too much on you know and i feel mums in particular have this invisible layer of duty whether that's something we consciously choose or not i'm not sure but it's sort of like this layer of being decision maker and knower of where things are and organizer of all the things so mm-hmm how do we get intentional about our time to create when we've got so many thoughts and plans going on in our head?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is a real good first step that I take in my own life when I feel like there's just too much, too much of anything. If I'm approaching my work day and I feel like I'm swirling around, if I'm going to something and I feel anxiety about it, if I'm approaching my week ahead, I always do a brain dump and I just dump out whatever's on my head. So you can start to dump out the plans of what you need to do, the thoughts you have about them. You know, getting them out on paper helps you just dissociate from them almost. It makes them a bit less scary, a bit less menacing in your brain of like, they're going to take over my whole day. And it puts them on paper. You can start to really look at them and think, oh, that's what I'm anxious about. And, And these are all the things that I'm expecting myself to do. And you can just start to get a little bit neutralized from all of the drama up in your brain. The second thing is to look at this list And instead of being like, well, I have to do all these things. What If it's a list of things you want to do, errands, that kind of thing. And look at it and decide, now I'm going to make some choices. Remember, we're here to make choices. I think God made all of this for everybody and all of these things. Do you think He designed a singular person to do all of the things? Mm -hmm. He's designed us to really make choices and commit to those choices. And so the second thing I would do is look at your list and commit to what you want to do if we want to get intentional about making time, we need to commit our time to something. We can't just be like, oh, maybe I'll do that today. Maybe I won't. We need to actually commit to it. And I love that you call it like a date for play, like a date with your hobbies, a date with creativity. Commit to it. It's like you're dating someone, right? Make time for it. And then we're we're in the space and and now we want to do it. And so now we've got to turn off that mental chatter about how we have to do all these things. And I loved all those labels that you give us as moms, like decision maker and knower of where things are. And I capitalize those letters in my mind, like that's a title, uh, <laughs> that's a role we can play, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely we are knower of where the things are, but we don't
1: have mm-hmm. to be. That's also a choice. Yes. It, it sure is. Yeah, for sure. I love those memes of like going into the fridge to find what my husband is looking for. And it's like, ta-da, here it is. I definitely send those to my husband sometimes. Yeah. So I think just getting intentional about the time that you want to create, despite all of the mental chatter that's going on in your brain, because we do just have this, this like inner critic trying to keep us safe, right? Really honoring that there's going to be a mental chatter in your brain. That's, Trying to kind of keep you safe. Like our brain has three motivations it wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So when you're doing something that feels unfamiliar, that feels like a little bit of work your brain is going to have a lot of reasons for you not to do it so just honoring that that's going to be there and nothing's gone wrong <laughs> this is just what my brain is trying to do to keep me safe and keep me familiar and you can still do the work of being uncomfortable and making time for the things you want delicious you know seeking pleasure
0: avoiding pain and being efficient your brain burns calories to think
1: so yes the more things we're thinking about the less energy we have. Absolutely. This is why we're so tired at the end of our day. This is why doing things like decluttering and prioritizing, it's so fatiguing on your brain. That's a lot of emotional energy that is unfamiliar to your brain, and if you're not exercising that regularly, it's going to get really tired when we do it. I'm just thinking back
0: to kind of all the things that we do. When things started to get really busy for me a long time ago in high school, with exams and all of that. I remember Mm -hmm. my best friend talking about her rolling to-do list and as a kind of, I guess, type A personality, I thought, well, that's not a to-do list because to me it's like, how do you, Mm -hmm. like, you can't tick everything off. So, Mm -hmm. you know, now in my 30s, I totally get what the rolling to-do list means. It's just there's always something to do. So acknowledging that there's always something to do like, why should we slow down and how do we go about doing that?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think slowing down is one of the most beautiful gifts we can give ourselves. And I just think about as moms, you hear like enjoy it; it doesn't last long, and all of this stuff. And and then we're there with our families, and it it doesn't feel enjoyable. We're kind of just rushing to the next thing and the next. And okay, now let's get the kids fed, and now let's do baths, and now let's get them down for bed. Okay, and now let's make time for something we enjoy, and now let's go to bed. You know, our brain is just living kind of in that little bit of anxiety in the future, right? So slowing down it just brings you back into what's, what's true right now is what's happening right now. And finding ways to just enjoy your life as it actually is, is only going to happen when you slow down. And I have a habit, (laughs) a personal recreational habit of sitting in a chair, drinking a coffee and staring at trees. And I remember coaching a woman who's like, oh, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, that's my hobby. That's what I do for enjoyment. (laughs) And but we're just so versed and cultured in doing, doing, doing that we forget about just being right. And so when I slow down as a mom, I can just like look in my kids eyeballs, I can enjoy them, I can just take a hot minute and instead of operating, when we're operating also at a doing and the next and the next, often we're operating from a stress response. We just feel that anxiety, like we need to get to the next step. And staying in that state is just so hard on your body. So slowing down also just resets your stress response. And then the second question, how to do that, it really, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I think if I had a simple answer for that, I could just give it to you. I don't know. But what works for me is deciding what's going to be a priority today. And I used to try to put all of the things in one day and, you know, just like our homes, like put all of the things in all of the spaces and it's just, it's distracting. Our time is the same way. Like we need to declutter our time. We need to get really intentional about what's going to be a priority in this week, in this season and setting boundaries to protect that. That's a really a hard skill that we have is setting boundaries to protect that. But if we don't do it, nobody else will declutter your time. Let's mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I also love that you have this beautiful practice of having coffee and looking at nature. That's a really delightful thing to do. What is what's your experience of creativity? What does creativity mean to you? And where does that fit into living on purpose and with intention?
1: Yeah, I I think just personally thinking about what creativity means, like that's a really exciting question because I can just think of the things that light me up. And that's what creativity is to each person, right? Like colors and music and sunshine, like those things just make me feel alive. But I don't know, when we think about living purposefully, Creativity can feel like a luxury, right? That if we're purposeful and and I don't want to cross over to productive, right? Because that's just busy and for the sake of being busy, but to be purposeful and to start to live life on purpose, turning off the autopilot, really taking the driver's seat, you have to know your values. You have to know what's important to you and creativity has a place in all of that it has a place in all of the areas of your life it has a place to shine through in how you approach your values it's like that problem solving part of our brain is applying our values and what lights us up to all the areas of our life and to me, creativity leading to life on purpose is that it brings the passion i want women to enjoy their lives i want women to feel like whatever I'm doing, I'm allowed to enjoy it. And I think we need creativity to do that. And I think passion is just really underrated and it's not often associated with intentional living, but it really is, is a, like a fuel for that.
0: Oh, there's just so much there that we can all use in our lives. So we all work differently. And for someone who doesn't have a dedicated room at home to do creative work what kind of environment works best do you think?
1: I really love this question because I'm mentally taken back to the time where I knew I wanted creativity to be part of my life and I had bought a sewing machine but I had never used it and two of my older kids were in kindergarten grade one and I was home with a toddler and he was like in his high chair or something and me sitting at the table watching him eat and being like I'm just going to pull out that sewing machine. I haven't used it yet. Like I should do something with it. So I brought it out. I put it on the dining room table and I just started to, I made an apron or something. (laughs) People make fun of it. My family makes fun of it when they see it, but that wasn't the point. The point was to just sew something, like just do something. And it struck me in that moment, like, oh, I'm doing it. Cause I, I take my kids and I'm like, well, I can't pull this out and I can't do this because the kids are here. But I just pulled it out to the table and I thought like, Hey, I am doing it. And it just kind of reframed my whole mindset that, you know what? I can just do these things. I can do them with the kids around. And if I didn't have that dining room table clear, I don't think I would have brought the stuff out because I think even my own upbringing, it was very cluttered. There was always stuff around. My mom herself is an amazing sewer and very gifted at it, but the amount of time she brought it out was very, minimal because there was just no room. I keep my dining room table clear. That's kind of what I offer myself now is I keep my dining room table clear. It's a place where I can bring out the sewing machine. We bring out puzzles. The kids bring out Lego. On Sundays we paint and we just cover the whole thing with a big cloth and we paint. And just having that space because creativity doing things doing your life living your life and needs space to do that right and when our space isn't being held up as storage anymore then it just feels so much more available to you. It's like going into a kitchen. And I used to, years ago, when I was a teenager, I'd work at this pita pit. It's kind of like Subway a little bit. And we would make our own lunches there. And I was like, why is it so easy to make food here? <laughs> but then I'd go home and nothing is prepared and the counters are covered. And and it just hit me like, Ah, oh, the space, the space is what's different nothing else, right? Like I'm the same person in both spaces, but I'm going to use one differently because of how it's available to me.
0: Yes. I love that. And Mm -hmm. when we're thinking about, you know, doing what we'll say we'll do, what other strategies or tools are there for us? So, you know, say if we make a promise to ourselves, we're going to create, say we have Mm -hmm. this beautiful, delightful 30 minutes and our kids just bust into the room or, you know, our cousin's texting or calling us during our writing session, what do we do about that if we've made that commitment to ourselves to honour that time?
1: yeah, really how we handle it is gonna dictate the outcome, right? Like if we just feel like we're fighting for it and we're frustrated and and all this stuff, it's not gonna be an enjoyable experience, we're not gonna do it again. We'll, we'll in fact use that as evidence that we shouldn't try it again. So setting, setting some boundaries, whether that is, okay guys, this is mom's time and if someone's home and they can be with the kids and you can turn the phone off, like definitely setting the boundaries. But the part about being a mom, <laughs> just having kids around, I remember trying to take up embroidery and then my kids wanted to learn. So I spent the next hour on the couch undoing their work for them. Like it would get tangled and just that became a lesson for me, right? Like now that's the experience I'm having is parenting my kids through their perfectionism or their disappointment or their mistakes, right? But I was okay with that ultimately, like just making peace with, yeah, this is part of me being a mom, which is what I said I wanted. So how can I bring my kids alongside Sometimes they just aren't interested and, or they're going to just take it over. Like sometimes that's going to happen, but how do I want to show up for that? Do I want to make this a big fight or do I want to just have this experience? And you know, try again next time. Protecting yourself against what you can, setting boundaries, but then not letting the hurdles be evidence that you shouldn't do it again later. Because if that was true, I never would have brought out that sewing machine again when my son got out of his high chair and he's kind of putting food on everything and he's like spilling the pins. If I use that as evidence that I can't do it again, I wouldn't have done it. But over time, when I do bring out the sewing machine, which is like at Christmas <laughs> to make Christmas stockings, then they they just know what's going to happen. They know it's there. They've been around it. They give themselves little jobs, whatever. So just kind of getting creative with your creativity, I guess. Absolutely. And part of what I'm hearing
0: there is just allowing yourself not to be perfect, not just not being perfect in the session of creativity, but knowing that each session is going to be different and that perfection is not the aim.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like showing up for training. If you're training for a marathon, right? At the end of the day, it's not about running the marathon. It's about who you've become doing the training. It's about showing up for yourself. It's about getting creative. It's about addressing the hurdles. The more I've experienced creativity in my life and the seek it out like I really try to seek it out the more I realize this is just a journey I'm on with God like he's guiding me on this journey to to enjoy that part of me like he made us this way he made us to desire creativity and if I just let myself be along for that he's going to lead me on that path and I just want to have fun doing it you know I don't want to make it this big thing
0: before I ask you where we
1: can find you, is there anything that I haven't
0: asked you that you wanted to share with us?
1: I think one big thing that I often echo back to the women that I coach is this notion that we think we can just do everything all the time. And I'll, I'll often say this, and they tell me that it helps them, so I'm going to share it here as well, is that if everything matters, nothing matters. If we're trying to make space for everything in our homes and in our lives, then there's not as much value and meaning on the things that that really should be valuable and meaningful to us. We get to decide that and prioritizing that.
0: Can I just ask you, how can we find out about your coaching sessions? Where can we find you, Shauna?
1: Yeah. So everything's on simpleonpurpose.ca because I'm in Canada. I have the Simple On Purpose podcast as well. And I'm on Instagram at simpleonpurpose.ca. You can find everything from one of those three places.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such a joy having you with us.
1: Oh, thank you. I just loved talking
0: about it. I loved this topic so much. Thank you so much. And that was Shauna Scaife, intentional living coach and host of the Simple on Purpose podcast. If you haven't subscribed to her show, go and do that now. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Shauna as much as I did. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you get value out of listening to The Unlocked Creative, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the only way others find out about it, and I read every review. And I might just read yours out on the show. Till we meet again, same time next week. Take care.